I am reading A Journey with Mark, the 50-Day Bible Challenge. According to the Reverend Marek Chibriski, founder of the Bible Challenge, the idea is to encourage daily reading of scripture. He says that developing a daily spiritual discipline or practice is crucial for all Christians who wish to be faithful followers of Jesus. This spiritual practice, he goes on to say, helps us to develop a strong Christian faith, enhances our experience of worship, and helps to create a more committed, articulate, and contagious Christian. I'm pretty sure that he wrote the contagious part before COVID. The book has gospel readings followed by reflections written by different people. Then there are some questions that help you think about the scripture and reflection as they apply to your own life. Lastly, there is a prayer at the end of each section. The reflection for Mark 1, verses 21 to 45, which is a little more than we read today, was written by the Right Reverend Andrew Doyle, Bishop of the Diocese of Texas. He writes, the man in the synagogue is healed and unbound from his narrow religion. Jesus is reforming the old religious ways. Jesus challenges all Christians and Christian communities today, just as he challenged the faithful of his own day. Bishop Doyle's reflection reminded me of a conversation I recently had the friend who asked me, and I'm going to paraphrase a little here, how do you reconcile your practice of Christianity with the Christianity that so many people find to be hurtful? I told my friend that I rarely describe myself as a Christian, in part because of the negative associations many people have about my faith. Instead, I describe myself as a follower of Jesus Christ. The distinction is important to me because my baptismal covenant, which marks me as Christ's own, requires that I commit to a life of social justice, respect for every human being, and a life of service. I told her that I thought that not everyone who calls themselves a Christian practices their faith in a way that Jesus would recognize as being adherent to his message. Like the man in today's gospel story, some folks are bound to rules and traditions that promote a way of thinking that excludes people, harms people who are not accepted as their authentic self, and focuses on choices that ignore societal behaviors that promote and sustain poverty, discrimination, and supremacy. I understand that when Jesus asks us to love God and one another, we are being asked not to do those things. I believe that Jesus came to free us from the tyranny of beliefs that hold us hostage to messages of unworthiness, fear, judgmentalism, and shame. As a child, I was taught that God was just waiting for me to mess up. Any hope of getting into heaven was iffy. 
unless I followed all the commandments and all the rules imposed by my, at the time, conservative religion. I did not understand that an all loving and forgiving God existed until I was in my thirties. I did not experience a loving and welcoming Christian community until I went to a spiritual retreat called a Curcio that opened my eyes to what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. I learned then what being a follower of Christ looks like, sounds like, and feels like. It was very different than the messages I received as a child. I remember the day when I knew that Jesus had claimed me and helped me to let go of the beliefs that stood between us. Recovery from the bondage experienced in my childhood years took quite a while. However, I learned that Jesus is patient. In time, I realized that a faith practice should reflect the teachings we read about in the gospel. Feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, visiting the sick and lonely, welcoming the stranger, and so much more are the expressions of love and compassion that convey our understanding of the true nature of God. Jesus challenges us to live our faith in ways that inform and reform our religion. For some, religion is a one-way street. We are told what to do and we do it. In some cases, the religious practice includes requirements that an individual who questions or is not seen as obedient is chastised and may even be asked to leave the community with an added sentence of being shunned afterward. I do not believe that Jesus is afraid of our questions. He questioned the authorities of his day, challenging them to rethink their practices and behaviors. I cherish the scriptures where Jesus, knowing their hearts, asks them a question or provides them with an answer to theirs that leaves them scratching their heads and afraid to ask him anything else. He knew that their questions were designed to entrap him or pollute his message. When we ask how to live into the way, the truth, and the life that Jesus preached, well, I think those questions are welcome. It seems to me that religious practice should encourage our explorations about what we believe, why we think the way we do, and how we live into those beliefs. Talking about what we value and are committed to as followers of Jesus Christ opens the door to a spiritual decluttering. Now, those of us who have a decluttering practice understand that one of the recommendations is that you pull everything out, look at it, think about what you value and love, and only put back the things that give added value to your life. The same approach may work just as well for spiritual decluttering. Taking the time to think, 
and if you're inclined to, to write about the messages we received about God in our youth and asking if those messages still resonate with us today begins a process of exploration that can be challenging. Maybe we decide to keep some of those beliefs because they enrich our lives and the lives of others. Maybe we decide to say goodbye to other beliefs because they are barriers to our understanding of the God who loves and cares for us and everyone else. If our goal is to live faithfully as Christian disciples in a loving relationship with God and God's creation, I think our exploration of what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ will be fruitful. We might also want to question our work as a faith community, asking our church what it is doing to take care of those in need and how it is responding to societal institutions that diminish and harm the children of God. Expecting our faith community to live into its baptismal covenant is fundamental to the call to act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. In closing, I leave you with three questions to ponder. These questions are in Mark 1, 21 to 28 reading in a journey with Mark, the 50 day Bible challenge. In what ways has our practice of religion become more important than the, Jesus's message? Is the benefit of Christian community lost when it becomes too difficult to belong? What reforms are needed to bring our mission in line with a gospel of abundant grace? Let us take the time to mark, read, and inwardly digest.